So the big question is this. How are gigging musicians like us, who don't make any money streaming, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we treat our music careers as online businesses in a way that lets us get our music and the things we believe in out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jared Judge, and welcome to the Gigging Musician Podcast. What's up, Gigging Purrs? It's Jared Judge. Welcome to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. It is a beautiful Monday morning. I'm staring at the Rocky Mountains. Some of them are still snow-capped, which is absolutely gorgeous to look at in the distance. And today, I wanted to chat a little bit more about the venue partnership strategy and why it might take longer than you think. You know, this is a strategy I've chatted about multiple times on the Gigging Musician Podcast, and I even sell a whole directory of venues and planners that you could partner with. It's basically like a gold mine of future gigs that once you do this, you will literally be embedded in the fabric of the private event scene in your area. And you'll just get calls randomly. You won't even know how did I get this call or how did I get this email of somebody who's looking to book you for an event? And the answer is, well, they found you through somebody that you partnered with. Um, but I want to clarify that this strategy does take time in order to percolate. Um, it's funny because I'm working with a band in Philadelphia called the Percolators, but uh, this is actually not geared towards them. Although they are working on the partnership strategy. And maybe this is a, a kind of a, a disclaimer is that it might not give you a gig in the first week that you do it. Um, and so the thing about this is that it is a long-term strategy. As you all know, you know, things in life take time, but that doesn't mean they're not worth doing. It just means you have to have a little patience and, and work towards it. It's kind of like when you're in a traditional career path, if you are looking to climb the corporate ladder, it's not going to happen the first day that you start your new job at XYZ Corporation. You know, the first time you, you start a job, there is a whole process of onboarding where you learn the strategy of the corporation, you learn what your job is, and then you get training to do so. And so that takes time. You know, I, I don't work a corporate job, but if I do, I imagine this process would take weeks, maybe even months, including like a probationary period. Then you start to do that job, and then you start to, you know, work at it and get compensated for it. And then say your goal ultimately is to become a vice president. And, you know, you, you just started your entry level job. When do you expect to get that vice president level? Probably not in your first year, right? So it's the same with this um, partnership strategy. Although I will say the partnership strategy is a lot faster than climbing up the corporate ladder. But like, you know, you, you partner with a venue and you might not immediately get called for a gig. Because think about it from the perspective of the venue's customers. Like the ultimate goal is to reach the venue's customers because they're the ones who rent out the venue. They're putting on this elaborate corporate event and they're the ones who need a guitarist or a steel pan player or a, you know, electric violinist like me. We want to reach them. But what they do is, you know, the first thing that happens in their process is they either get told by their boss or they have the idea themselves that we need to host an event. And if it's a corporate event, then yes, it's their boss or just the calendar that they've established that 
says we need to do this. So the next thing they do is they choose a date and they oftentimes work in collaboration with a venue to, uh, to pick this date, depending on the venue's availability. And this is probably occurring over a year in advance of the event itself, which is a huge lead time. And so they secure the venue, which they always use a contract. That's part of why musicians should always use contracts. It's just, it's standard, it protects you and all that jazz. And then after they secure the venue, then they start to fill that event and put the, the meat and skin on the, on the skeleton of the venue, right? So they'll say, okay, we want to serve XYZ food. We want a photographer. We want blah, 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 including musicians. So they'll be like, we need a jazz band for our reception. And so it's at that point where they will ask people for recommendations. And so this is why it is a long-term strategy, because what happens if that process has occurred after you've already been on your venue tour and you partnered with this one venue? Well, then, you know, say you went on your venue tour and then a year later, somebody starts planning their corporate event. And then within six or seven months after they start planning that event, they're putting the thing together. So we're talking about a year and seven months after you went on your venue tour. Somebody is now asking the venue, hey, I need a jazz band for my reception. They ask their their venue manager to see their preferred vendor list. And then, ooh, there's, there's your jazz band. And so that's when you get reached out. So there is a bit of a lead time. Um, in some cases, I have seen it where, like, the people who partner with these venues and event planners get a gig immediately. They're like, oh, thank you so much for introducing yourself. In fact, we were searching for a musical act just like you, but I will admit that is rare. But one thing that increases the occurrence of rare events is volume. So the more partnerships you initiate, the faster you do them, then the greater you increase your luck. Like, I, I don't really believe in luck. I think we can engineer our success. And a big part of that is by doing enough actions every day to advance our, our careers forward. So yes, even if there is a delay, which I think the average person, from my experience, the average person books a wedding, uh, like books the musicians for their wedding about five months in advance of the wedding. So there is a big bit of a, a lag time for that. Um, but the more actions you take, the more you decrease that lag time. But I just wanted to clarify, like, this is a long-term strategy. This is like deciding to work out and making sure that you're going to stick with it for the long haul. You know, there's a, a joke that goes around saying like, you know, I worked out for the first time today. Why am I not fit yet? Well, that's not the, the point of working out. The point of working out is to become a person who works out. And a person who works out, that identity oftentimes leads to a certain level of physical fitness. So it does take time. It does take effort. And it takes effort not just in the practice room, but out of the practice room. Um, there was a post in our Full-Time Music Academy Facebook group from a musician who recently partnered with one of the networking organizations that I've talked about in our podcasts and in my training. And they said, yeah, so I joined this networking group. 
chatted with them, and then next month, I will be sponsoring their fashion show and playing violin at their fashion show. This is a violinist, which is amazing. He takes daily action, and he got the result. He's going to be playing in front of, you know, hundreds of event planners, and I'm pretty sure he's going to get lots of business from that. And so the reason why he's having that success is because he takes the action. I even commented on his his post in our private Facebook group saying, you know, many musicians aren't willing to do any of what you just did. They want the gigs immediately, which is why, you know, it, it might be satisfying when you send your EPK out to a bar and they're like, yeah, we got a date for you. That's great. But if in the private events world where the gigs pay 10 times as much, the strategy is not as immediate but it does pay 10 times as more. So if you can delay your gratification and, you know, set your expectations that, you know, I'm not going to send an email and get a gig immediately, but I'll send an email. This may lead to 20 gigs that each pay at least $1,000 in the future. Well, which process is more valuable to you? And so I would urge you patience and persistence because persistence and patience will get you very far. Reminds me of a Calvin Coolidge quote that my percussion professor had on his door about the value of persistence. And I don't remember the exact quote right now because I'm walking. Um, But it said something about persistence will get you very far. You know, there's so many talented people who don't use their, their talents and unrewarded genius because those people do not persist they do not take actions over a long period of time to ensure their success. So press on, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. Remember, you are just one gig away. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. If you like this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and tag me and post on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes that will help me serve you better. Also, I would love to invite you to my upcoming five-day full-time music challenge. Just give me five short days and I will show you a step-by-step plan to make real consistent income with your music. It's totally free and you can register on fulltimemusicchallenge.com. That's fulltime, one word, no dash in between, fulltimemusicchallenge.com. Thanks again and I hope to see you in my next challenge.